What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 89 of Cookies and Beer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a uh, new episode of Cookies and Beer, uh, episode 89. I'm uh, not going to lie. To you guys right now, um, did not want to record this episode. I thought this was going to be the first one that I was not going to, that I was going to skip. Um, we, uh, we got word on, uh, Monday, it was, uh, December 7th, I guess, that, uh, my good buddy, best friend, cousin uh Colin has uh passed away and I really didn't want to do this to be honest um this is not going to be a fun podcast <laughs> just just so you guys know if you're coming here for dick jokes and stuff like you are every week this uh this probably isn't isn't going to be your episode but I didn't want to I wanted to stay consistent um the best thing I could do that anyone, I guess, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody else, but for me personally, the best thing that I know that helps me during a time like this is um, to get back in your routine, not saying that I don't care or anything like that, it's just um, I have, um, I can't stop thinking about it. And it's something that I got my fucking heart is racing right now. I don't know why. I don't know why. But um, he, um, you know, we grew up together and we're a week apart. Um, Him being a week older than me. Um, So this is, this one's rough. This one's rough, man. Um. This is probably the the hardest thing I've had to deal with so far, I guess. Um, yeah, it's rough. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of dead air on this one, so I apologize ahead of time. But um, I felt that you know he um, he was my best friend, man to be honest with you. Um, anyone that knows me on a personal level that's known me for, you know, the last 29 years or so knows that I have many stories about Colin, and they're not all good. <laughs> they're not all good. But he def- that kid definitely knew how to um, leave an impact on what's going on. Um, I mean, there's just so much that comes to mind, and, you know, it's been really weird these last three, four days, I mean, obviously, but obviously, you're just shocked, and then you cry, and then, you know, if you're like me, I fucking haven't stopped crying for the last four days, and then something happens where you just start getting flooded mentally with 
all of the memories that you have. You start going through the Rolodex of everything. I mean, there's so many things that come to mind right now. It's crazy, dude. Like, we used to go, here's an example. We used to go up to Pismo Beach every year. It's uh, like Central California. We used to go there every year for, I don't know, about, fuck, dude, I don't know, 13 years or something like that ever since I was little. Until I was about, uh, I don't know, 19 or something like that. We would go every year with some family friends. And we would always bring Colin with us because everyone liked to be around him. Um, the kid always had a smile on his face. And I say kid, he's older than me. I'm the kid. Um, but we used to do so much stupid. We used to do so much stupid shit, man. <laughs> Straight up, man. I just remember weird things. I remember... So we used to stay in this RV park up at Pismo. And inside of it, there was like a, you know, a laundry facility and like a general store. And then there was this little arcade. And it had like a... a um, like a miniature golf course behind it. it had like I don't know eight or nine holes, and for whatever fucking stupid reason, Colin and I got attached to this video game, and it was a Simpsons video game. And you've probably played it before if you've ever been to an arcade. And basically, it's like a four-player game. You pick one of the family members, and then you just go through Springfield and. I don't know. We, we, we fucking never beat it. We, we tried for, we tried for fucking eight years to beat this game and we would show up. It got to the point where towards the end of us going up there, we would actually like have like designated quarters just to fucking beat this goddamn game. And we never did. And it always ended up the same. It always ended up with him getting bored and just going, let's just go play miniature golf. So we'd go play miniature golf and there was, because it was a campground, there was like a little, like, a, you had to like pay for it. And there was like a little booth that you had to walk up to and they'd give you tokens to go in and all that. But 80% of the time, it was just some hungover high school kid and he didn't, he didn't give a shit. So about 90% of the time, we would just walk, walk on and play for free. And this was right kind of around when Happy Gilmore came out. <laughs> so, so we would, uh, we would play the first couple holes, you know, it'd be like every other game of miniature golf you've ever played. I still, to this day, don't think that anybody has ever played a full round of miniature golf without, without fucking around. And, um, Colin, Colin was no different, bro. He, uh, we'd play probably two holes and then it would just be a game of, you know, let's just hit this fucker as far as possible aim it at the last hole. So the last hole, like most miniature golf courses, it's like the little windmill and you're supposed to spin it and then you hit the ball up the ramp and it goes down and then it's basically a straight shot to um, the hole. Well, this is right when Happy Gilmore came out and you could imagine where this is probably going. We would fucking take turns trying to chip shot this fucker while the windmill was going just to see if we could do it. And then we and then Happy we saw Happy Gilmore and then we started setting up obstacles, and you only got one ball because it was a miniature golf. Like you, it's not like they gave you a handful of balls. So I was always the first one out. I would always hit it, and then it would go over the fence. And over the other fence was like 
the sand dunes or whatever, but it had like bob barbed wire fence like fucking going all around it. So I would, you know, I'm not going to hop over and get all, you know, slashed up for a goddamn ball. Um, but every year we would fucking try that thing. And one year, I shit you not, this little fucker was able, the same thing, my fucking ball went over the fence and then Colin would hit it. And he fucking hit this thing off of like one or two things and it went around. He like banked it off the wall. So he bypassed the windmill completely and fucking he got it in. I don't, I don't know if it was a hole in one or what. Just to make it a better story, we'll just say that he got a hole-in-one off of it. But it's little things like that, you know? It's like watching fucking movies and shit. I remember we would watch Anchorman all the time, and towards the end, we'd get high and watch Anthony Bourdain and fucking... And just act like we were going to cook awesome food, and then we would just make quesadillas and say, fuck it. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's just weird little things like that, man. It's just so... There's just a lot going on right now. It, uh, you know, obviously you cry and then you're angry and then, you know, you're, you're, you, you know, you cry again and then you look through all the memories and you look at photo books or photo albums and you cry some more and all that. And, um, I, I think I'm at the point now where I've cried for fucking four days straight that, um, not saying I'm not going to cry cause I'm shit. I'm probably crying on the you know, on this podcast, but I'm at the point now where I'm just smiling a lot. I'm smiling at all the memories. I'm going through that phase right now. Um, yeah, bro, he was my fucking best friend, man. It's doesn't even feel real. Like, I don't know if you're the, if you're listening, I don't know if you've ever gone through anything, you know, that really feels like it's just going to change, change who you are in every aspect. You know what I mean? Like you can just feel, I was having a conversation about this with one of our buddies, um, that we went to high school with and I still keep in contact with, I'm really good friends with. Um, and I met him through my cousin and we were just talking about, you know, just going just, yeah, I don't know. It was just, there was a lot, a lot, a lot going on that, um, there was a lot going on that he was struggling with. And, um, and I just, I don't know, man. I just hope he's at peace finally. He was struggling for a while. And I just hope I don't know. I don't really believe in all the afterlife stuff. You know, I know a lot of people tend to kind of go that route when stuff like this happens. And then, you know, three months later, they back out and they're just like, no, I was never about that. Like, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm all some big religious person. But at this time, you know, it's just I don't. I hope this isn't the end. I'll just leave it at that. I hope this isn't the end. I hope we can, you know, go do the same dumb shit that we did here in a different fashion, how whatever that looks like. I remember one time, this is right when Jackass first got big, and at Pismo Beach, again, 
we would so Jackass came out with this this sketch called Mexican snowboarding, which sounds kind of racist now that I think about it. But uh, hey, I didn't coin it; it was off Jackass. But basically, what what they did is they got towed on like the like snowy mountains and shit like that, and they got towed behind a snowmobile, and they were on basically like either a toboggan or like a surfboard or whatever, and they would crash. Well, uh, up in Pismo, they have these giant dunes. Like, they're fucking huge. Like, they're fucking massive. And at the general store, we went and got these shitty old, <laughs> these shitty old, like, boogie boards. And we would get on the top of these dunes, and we would try to, like, ride these fuckers down. Well, Colin, in his daredevil, you know, his daredevil-like fashion, he uh, he's like, well, let's build a ramp, <laughs> you know? Let's build a ramp. Let's build a fucking... Because as if this isn't dangerous enough, let's build a ramp and let's try to launch this fucker and see how far that we can go. And we did. And, of course, I made him try it out first because I wasn't, I wasn't about to crash. Dude, there was this story... I think I've talked about it before on this podcast, but I'll retell it because it's, it's super fitting of the kind of guy that Colin was. God, even just fucking saying that doesn't even sound real. Um, we used to ride motorcycles a lot back in the day and we used to have like the full size, you know, the, the full size bikes. And then, um, my cousin and his friends eventually got into like the Kawasaki one tens. And so they each got one of those and then we would trick them out, you know, put a new pipe on it, new, you know, pegs, new, you know, suspension, new bars, um, all that shit, just because we uh, wanted to go fast, you know, like Ricky Bobby. We just wanted to go fast. And in the backyard of my aunt and uncle's house, because they, they they were on a few acres or so, um, or at least it felt like a few acres at, you know, age nine, we built a... Um, so my family used to own, well, they still own, but a, a pool company back where I used to grow up. And so we would get it, we'd have access to tons amount of dirt. So we would actually have any time that my dad or my uncle or whoever would build a pool, we would see if they could drive by the house and, you know, drop off four or five truckloads full of dirt. And then we would grab the backhoe or the backhoe, we'd grab the bobcat or the tractor and we would build ramps. And of course, I'm thinking we're just going to build like little small ramps. And of course, this fucker, <laughs> of course, of course, Colin had to go hardcore with it and starts building like 35 foot doubles on a 110, which is super, which is doable, like, people do it, but usually you, like, test it out a little bit first, like, usually you build, like, a 5 foot, then you go to, like, a, you know, a 12 foot or a 20 foot, just kind of get, like, the feel for the bike, the feel for the dirt, you know, the rut that you're going to take up the face of the, you know, off the face of the jump, so on and so forth, how it feels when you land, because, you know, landing is a big deal, excuse me, and, we, uh, I helped him build this fucking, this double, and that was probably, I don't know, dude, I, I think there's a video of it somewhere on YouTube, because I recorded it, and that's the part I'm going to get to that was the crazy memory, but let's say it took a 25-foot double, I want to say it was like 35, I want to say it was something just totally insane, but, uh, just to be on the safe side, I think it was like 20 or 25 feet, and... Of course, I make Colin go first. I'm like, I'm not jumping this thing. You're fucking high, dude. Like, I I wouldn't even jump a 12-footer. Like, I was a straight bitch. But not Colin, bro. Colin was a fucking daredevil. Like, anyone that knew him knew that if you hung out with him, like, you were going to have, you were going to leave with some memories, for sure. Like, it was, 
it was always a great time. Um, but we, we built this ramp or this jump and I'm, you know, I made him go first just to like smooth everything out, whatever. And then he's like, all right, you're up. And like, he knew I wasn't going to go. That was just his way of being a dick. Like he, that was his way of just calling me out because he knew I wasn't going to jump. And you know what? He was a hundred percent right. He was a hundred percent right. There was no way in hell that I was going to jump this fucking thing. So he was like, all right, I'll do it, which he was going to do anyways. So he loads up. He's like, grab the grab the camcorder. This is back before cell phones were, you know, a thing. And he's like, go grab the camcorder. I made sure it was charged. We had a fresh SD card in there. Only the only the, the uh, real ones will know what I'm talking about there. And I start recording. And in the video, you see him. You just hear the 110 going. He probably had, he had a good amount of, like, like a start area, you know, he probably had like 60 feet to get like, you know, the right, just to kind of like prep and get everything going. So he hits this thing and he probably overshot it. I would say by seven feet. So imagine a grown man. I mean, not a grown man, but at the time we were like, I don't know, 15 and we're on these little bikes that are made for children, and we souped them up because we, we were, you know, we were assholes, and we had to be, you know, <laughs> we had to do it. And then you jump a probably a thirty foot jump, and then you over clear and you land flat. So what happened next is, and this isn't funny, but it is because of how it ends. So he lands flat. Starts to recover. Obviously, you know, handlebars are jiggling back and forth. He's in shock, but he's, you know, he's fine. And on the other end of the landing, for about 30 feet or so from the landing, is a brick wall. Because he has neighbors. And he hits this brick wall, and he goes... He doesn't go over the brick wall, because there was, like, a berm that we made, like, to turn after the, after the jump. Because it was, like, a course that we had made. Um, so he goes up the berm, kind of goes over, bike hits, and he partially goes over. So I turn the, turn the video camera off because I'm like, fuck, my cousin's dead. Like, what, what, you know, I'm actually like super concerned. I turn it off, I run, I sprint over. And this motherfucker has the nerve to get mad at me because I stopped recording. <laughs> he wanted, he wanted me to keep recording just to see how it ended so that he could go back and watch it again. And I'm like, dude, fuck the video. Like, are you okay? Like, are you straight? He was totally fine. But not the, f the first thing should have been, hey, man, I really appreciate you coming by to make sure I'm good. But he just goes, hey, man, like, did it look cool? Like, that was his, that was his biggest concern um, was that it looked cool. And... You know, Colin was definitely the one, the one guy at the party or the gathering or whether it was Christmas dinner and it was just family or we were out partying in high school or whatever, where um, he was the, uh, he was the life of the party, man. That's just how it was. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, this isn't going to be a long one. I, 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 you know, I just wanted to come on and do this just so that I could keep. Keep the episodes rolling. 
Um, not doing sports or any of that shit. I'm not, I'm not, this isn't a normal episode of, you know, the podcast. So, um, I am going to, however, do an album of the week. Um, I picked the black album from Metallica, um, came out in 1991. Um, the reason I picked this album is because, so I played guitar for a little bit and Colin played drums and pretty much every weekend, I would say maybe more than that, maybe three or four times a week, I would, you know, haul my, you know, my, my, my amp and my guitar and I would bring over my pedal board and you know, get everything good. And we would have no game plan. We would have no game plan. In fact, probably 90% of the time, we uh, we would just stare at each other and just make up stupid shit like you do, you know? Like, we didn't go to school for, like, music theory or anything. Like, we weren't honed. Like, we didn't, like, he was great at drums, but he just never, I don't know what it is. He could have been a fucking great drummer, dude, straight up. And I'm not just saying that because of the circumstance, like, that dude was always a blast to play drums with. Like, I would just make up some stupid riff that I stole from whatever, Pantera or whatever it was, and he would find, I would just keep playing it over and over and over and over, and then he would just come up with a beat, and we would just start playing. And it was, we, we would usually start laughing after about five seconds in, so we never actually played more than probably a few seconds to, like, to an actual song together, but... Um, he was always just a, he, his, 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 his mentality was just, you know, I don't, I don't, I might not know what's going on right now or what, what, you know, whatever, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm here now and I'm going to make it work and it's going to be fun and we're going to have a great time doing it. And so the reason I go on all, you know, about that story and I'll tie it back into the black album here in a minute is that. Whether it was that, you know, we were too drunk to play anything else or whatever, we always defaulted to um, to Enter Sandman. And mainly because it was the, one of their easier songs and, I mean, guitar solo aside. But, like, as far as the drum goes, pretty straightforward. The guitar riff, pretty straightforward. Um, so I learned that. He learned how to play the drums on it. And our default would just play, we would just play Inter Sandman for fucking 45 minutes straight. Just the same riff over and over and over. And we would be having a fucking blast doing it, man. We would have an absolute blast. So um, I picked that for that reason. Um, I don't, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why I picked that uh, as my album of the week. Um that's probably all I got for you guys, straight up. Um, I'm going to cut it short here real quick. Um, but I appreciate you guys listening. Um, thank you to everybody who has reached out. Um, you know, you don't realize how much somebody had an impact on every, you know, everybody else until you start getting the phone calls and text messages. And um, obviously, you know, my thoughts and everything are with my family and my aunt and uncle and my cousin, his sister, and everybody um, that is hurting right now. Um, I just appreciate you guys reaching out. 
Um, but yeah, you guys, uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. You guys be safe out there. You guys be good humans. And I will talk to you guys uh, very soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>